September 28, 2021, Sac City Council meeting. Well, if it's 5 o'clock, let's go ahead and get this meeting started. Jamie, you're going to go ahead and do roll call. Brenny? Uh, here. Burning? Here. Terry? Yes. Baylor? Here. McGinty? Here. Move on if there's any conflict of interest tonight. No. 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 If none, we'll move on to the consent agenda. We'll need a motion to approve A through G. I move passage of the consent agenda items A through G. I'll second. We got a motion and a second to approve. Any discussion? Mm -hmm. If nothing, Jamie, you call for a vote. Mailer? Here. Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruni? Yes. Perry? Yes. Move on to four, the public hearing. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing on the issuance of the conduit bonds for the Loring Hospital. Have we had any written or oral? No, no comments. Anything here tonight? Questions? This won't affect our bonding capability, correct? Uh, no. And then uh, I was actually going to read a section on that just so it gives you the more comfort. On the, if you go to page, uh, it's under section five. That it is hereby found, determined, and declared that the bonds and interest and premium, if any, thereon, shall never constitute the debt or indebtedness of the issuer us within the meaning of any constitutional statutory provision or limitation, and shall not constitute or give rise to pecuniary, pecuniary liability of the issuer or charge against its general credit or taxing powers of the bond and interest and premium, if any, thereon shall be payable solely only from the revenues derived from the loan agreement in that debt obligation of the borrower, Loring, delivered, present thereto. Thank you. So in section seven, what is uh, what is section two sixty five B three of the I didn't look that up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that section two sixty five B three defines a qualified tax exempt obligation. This is perhaps a question for Stacy. Is the purpose of these bonds more or less uh, to pay off previous bonds and refinance? Is that? That's absolutely. It's, it's a refunding, so it's to pay off our current. It's not going to dive into any new money whatsoever. It's not changing the status, just to take advantage of the lower interest rates to save the hospital money over a period of uh, five, six years. Good. Thank you. And that's probably the easiest way to just think of it as a refinancing it at a lower interest rate to save money. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's what 265 is. Because okay. I'm a good guesser. It's <laughs> impressive. That was my guess, too, though. 
So when was this last refinanced? I think they may have been repurposed too in 14 for 2014, but I'm not absolutely sure. That could have been too without the documents in my hand. I think I read that some in here somewhere. Yeah, there it is, October 1st. Yeah. I would move to close the public hearing. I'll second that. A motion and a second to close the public hearing. Any further discussion, questions? None. Jamie, call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Move on to B, the consideration of resolution number 2021-19 entitled resolution authorizing and providing, providing for the issuance of not to exceed $6 million aggregate principal. Amount of hospital facility revenue refunding bonds, flooring hospital project, and approving the execution of documents relating to the bonds and related matters. I'd make the motion to approve resolution number 2021-19 as read by the mayor. Second that. Got a motion and a second. Any discussion on that? Questions? I see you're working with bond council on this too. Or? Yes. Who is your bond council? Uh, the underwriters or Dorsey and Whitney Legal. Okay. We have UMB for the mm -hmm. um, underwriters, which is the same group we used before. If nothing else, Jamie, you can call for a vote. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Move on to five. Now's the time if there's any citizens in the room that they have the opportunity to address the council on items that are not on the agenda tonight, if anyone. I did come for this, but if you guys want to attend our Western Iowa Advantage annual dinner, it is on October 6th in Ottoman. I cannot think of the guy's first name, but his last name is Hutchinson. He's going to do a good program for our communities. It's free if you want to come. Um, our organization, our regional organization, will pay for it. Yeah, I was going to mention on the forums, but since you did, I just I got the email. So if anybody wants to attend that, let me know, and I'll forward it to Brandy. Yeah, I think they would names. probably yeah. like. I think we got that email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got that email. Thank you. RSVP ASAP for food. If you want to eat there. Same. I think Annette sent us a couple mm -hmm. days ago. Okay. And don't forget league meeting on 6th? Uh, 14th in Lytton. 14th in Lytton, RSVP for meals. Litter meals, catering. <coughs> and then the next two league meetings after that will be a week earlier than normal. Um, so on November 4th and December 2nd instead of the second Thursday. And we host December 2nd. Yep. Where is that in Lytton? Where at? The fire Fireball. department. Oh, the new fire station. <coughs> yeah. If nothing else, we can go on to miscellaneous. Line A is a consideration of approving the 2019-2020 audit report. I've got to call Jerry. Do we approve speaker. this or do we accept it? What's that? Do we approve this or do we accept it? I don't know. It's both. Both. <laughs> What's the difference? Thank you, Steve. 
Hey, Jerry, it's Jamie up at City Hall. I got you on speakerphone with council. Okay. Okay, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yep. totally. Or that? Yes, we can. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay, well, I'll just do a little short presentation, and then I'll see if there's any questions. Uh, I just kind of want to give you, like, a summary of what we do for the audit procedures, you know, when we come up and visit. Uh, this year we had, I, I had my staff come for a couple, but almost a week, and I came for, I think, a day or two. And what we normally do is we follow the state auditor's office, uh, their sample audit program. The reason I do that is so we can make sure we look at all the code compliance from the state. Because the governmentals are kind of uh, unique where you got to make sure you follow the code compliance, like publishing your minutes, publishing your salaries, and getting bids and things that if you're in a business-type setting, you don't have to worry about. And so some of the procedures that we do is we look at uh, your cash and bank to see if the bank is reconciled, if that traces to the records that you're seeing on a monthly basis, and if it, you know, is confirmed by the bank. We look at property taxes. Uh, we get a confirmation from the county and make sure it traces to, you know, your books and it's in the right fund for the you know, proper, you know, account number. We test utility bills and look at, like, the rates, the ordinances say people should get paid, uh, charged. And we, we test a few of those, whether it's, you know, personals, commercials, and look at, like, the sales tax that's collected to make sure that's done right. And you look at disbursements to see if the bills are approved by you guys, by the council, that they're published in the paper, they're for a public purpose. And we also look at payroll, and I like to review to make sure the payroll per the your books matches what's recorded on the payroll tax returns. Uh, payroll tax returns are being filed, and the tax return. The payroll taxes are filed uh, timely, you know, all that is part of compliance and stuff. And after all that, we had no adjustments that we made. So everything was looked like, from what, what we looked at was recorded in a proper category. And then I was just going to go through a, just a few numbers on the audit report. And I want to apologize for being uh, rather late. Normally, I get this done by March, April, and we didn't get it done until last month just because of several things, a little bit of COVID, a little bit of uh, my husband's illness, and a little turnover and other things. I just wanted to point out it wasn't anything to do with, you know, the record keeping that your staff does. And so I just did look at, have you look at Exhibit A, which is uh, just a, very broad summary of all the receipts and disbursements for the year. Do you have a page number on that, Jerry? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's um, page 12 and 13. <clears throat> and, and so what this is, is, is I kind of like to show this one because on the left-hand side here, it shows you total uh, expenditures for the year were $4.5 million. 
And out of that, 2.1 is what I call the non-proprietary fund, so it's not sewer, water, gas, or garbage, just the general fund. And the total expenses there were like $2 million. And then there's like some direct uh, income that comes against it. Like there's some road use tax. There's, um, you know, money you get from like the state, the county library, you know, to go get some of the income. And then it shows this net on page 13, $1.6 And that's basically what your property taxes are paying for. So if anybody wants to know what my property taxes are paying for, it's basically showing we're paying for public safety, you know, which is primarily the police, and public works, which is your roads, uh, culture, you know, that's, uh, you know, like the parks and the pool, and general government, just your operations and debt service. Well, that's kind of why I point that out, and that's why they have it in this, cat in this summary format so you can see where your tax dollars are being spent. And then down below it just shows the utilities. If it's the same thing, it shows did the water make a profit for the year, did the sewer, and it kind of just summarizes it there. I know it's only time for like the water and sewer sometimes to make a profit with all of them. Uh, you know, repairs sometimes, and gas had a little trouble. I think it was in the last year we had the uh, price increases. So overall, uh, it shows kind of on the middle of the page, you got $1.6 million of cash in the bank, and you had $1.6 million a day the year before. And so your total is uh, just about break-even for the year. And sometimes that sounds like that's a lot of, you know, cash on hand. But when you look at it, you know, whole year expenses is $4.5 million. You know, so it's only just a few months operations. Sometimes people ask me how much cash should I have on hand. And then the, the next couple pages are just, just a summary of uh, fund and how much, what the revenue expenses were in each fund. So very summarized compared to what you're used to seeing, you know, on, on your monthly basis. And the way they, uh, the state has your, and the state and what they call, I call government, GASBY, they have a, the larger funds separate, then like the smaller funds are on a schedule in the back. So we have, we have a separate, so we do a little extra work, say, when we're auditing like the general and the debt service versus some of the other funds possibly. And then when I got all set and done, there, um, there really wasn't hardly any uh, comments that we had. We were over, we were over budget on a couple categories. I wanted to look ahead to page 36 and 37. And then it shows like our total, ex like our total expenses. Um, like I said, a little different. Yeah, 4.4 million and we had budgeted 4 million. But a couple function categories were over budget. So you'll be doing your budget workshops pretty soon, and you basically, you know, you go by, not by fund necessarily, but you go overall budget by function. Like you might have public safety in your general fund, and you have public safety in your employee benefits because you're levying for, you know, payroll taxes and health insurance. So we just went over a little bit in 
well, quite a bit in public works. That was just because of some capital projects that were going on. And just a little bit in culture and rec. And we didn't do an amendment this last year. I think Jamie's got that on his calendar to, you know, go, you know, make sure we do one going forward. Then also sometimes we have some grants or some grants in the extra funds that are set up in these separate CDBG accounts. Mm -hmm. And if they're not in a computer system, you don't know it's going to be over budget always. And I think with the new system, uh, we can try to put that uh, all the information on a computer so eventually it'll all be on the, on the system. And I was over there one day, you know, help just for the uh, conversion, helping the, the staff and the utilities is going to go a little better too because we're going to uh, post it automatically direct to the general ledger versus uh, making a journal entry to record everything. So I think that'll go a lot smoother too. And so besides being over budget and not having a lot of segregation of duties, then uh, that was the only comments that we had. And like in the back, there's also one thing on page 57 about uh, related party transactions. And what the rules are for related parties is that you can have business with somebody that's on your council, or that owns the business, maybe you're a joint owner with your wife or even one of your employees, you can go ahead and do business with them. That's not a problem. If you do get over, it's up to $6,000 now. So if you spend more than $6,000 in a fiscal year, you're supposed to get a bid. And that's kind of hard to do sometimes in smaller cities. Like you might only have one plumber or you might only have, you know, one contractor. So sometimes it's kind of hard to do that. So, But since uh, the mayor owns a, a hardware store, I put that in there and it's no conflict of interest noted because it's under the $6,000. So you don't have to worry about getting any bids for anything like that. And it's kind of weird even though if you spend like $100, if you spend small amounts, it adds up to over $6,000, you're still supposed to get a bid. It's not like per item. Per cumulative for the whole year, and sometimes that's where some cities get, you know, mixed up or crossed up because of that. Other than that, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Any other suggestions we had? Now I'm going to open it up for any questions from the council. And Jamie, if you want to make any other comments, or questions. Yeah, Mrs. Bruce Perry. I guess I have just a couple quick questions here. This is looking on page 32 of the report. You talk, okay. about the, you talk about the intergovernmental agreements. You do talk about the solid waste 2080. We also have a 28. Okay. We have a 28E with the fire department. We have a 28E with the community center. Should those maybe be listed in the future? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me make a note. So which which two are those? The fire department is a 28E okay. among the five townships and the city. Okay. The community center is a 28E agreement with the school district and okay. the community. Okay. So if we're talking intergovernmental things, maybe those would be worth noting. Okay. Then yeah, because it wouldn't really be that much different than with the 
you know, the solid waste, you know, agency. NEMA has a few more partners, but I mean, they're, if they're intergovernmental, that would be kind of what is there. Then, okay. Okay, backing up to page <coughs> 9 and page 15, I guess, would be my questions. Page 9. So on page 9, we're talking about the program receipts for water. You've got $576,000, 104. When we go to page 15, I believe it is. So we've got the operating receipts there of 576,104, and then miscellaneous. For, uh, what are the what's the miscellaneous on that? Oh. So I'm on page 15 on the second line under water. Oh, I believe that's like if I put it in the right place, that's collection of your sales tax, you know, the excise tax. And then, like some, there's other like some water and other miscellaneous things like that. That's okay. look at my trial balance for sure. So then, I guess going back to page nine again, we've got program receipts of water five seventy six and change, and we've got disbursements of five ninety five and change, and yet. Um, oh yeah, I see your question. Then, so basically, then we go to page ten. I know that. And it says that the water fund cash balance increased from 31,455 to 33,515. So I guess I'm trying to figure out how, how these numbers all work together to get more cash in the water department. One, either we have quite a bit more income or less income. Yeah. Well, in the general receipts, you know, on page 9, there's 121,000. And that's where the 47,000 is. Right. Okay, so I mean, that's, that's, that's not just the, the sewer, that, I mean, that's just the water, that's all the, right. so I guess all the funds. My, my question is that if we're, so if we're looking at page 15, so that, again, on page 15, we're talking about the total operating receipts for water is 623000 in change. And if we are back... Looking at the disbursements for water were 595. That would look like there should be 30,000 excess. I'm trying, to I'm trying to figure out how we get the number on page oh. 10. Oh, okay, so like my, my water for the 595 disbursements is that's page 15, that's your operating disbursements of 550,000. Plus uh, capital outlay, capital projects, and some debt payments. Right. I understand. I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out how we end up with a $2,000 overage in the waterfront, which is on page 10, the third bullet point in the. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Sorry, my my brain maybe isn't very mathematical. Oh yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to see with my summary there. And let's go back to page 15, and you've got like the water, the regular receipts plus miscellaneous, and then we got the 550,000 normal operating expenses. Then I got a little bit of interest and some debt payments and some capital projects. Then my net has 28,000, and then you got a $26,000 transfer out, and 
that brings us down to the 2,000 uh, increase in cash. Okay, gotcha. Thank you so much. Yeah, and then, and then and the front part with that MDA, it's all summarized, so it's not, each fund isn't split out separate, so it's kind of hard to follow. Okay, thank you. Sorry to ask so many weird questions. Yep. Oh, no problem. That's what I'm here for. And next year when you do this on page one, you might want to have Mr. Zimmerman's term of office end in 2023 and not 2053. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, sooner. oh, yeah. You think, you think that would have followed up? Would have got caught by my... Um, That's fine. Uh, we checking my typing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Sorry to ask weird questions here. 2023. Okay. Uh, Jerry, this is uh, Bill Brenny speaking. Uh, Hello. Know, well, and without naming communities or any specifics, uh, but let's say looking at a, you know other communities comparable in size, how are we financially in comparison to what other what you see, you know, in the area that you cover? If you can, if you feel comfortable answering something like that? Yeah. Well, I think we're doing. Uh, you're doing pretty good, I would say, with the. As far as the general fund, that's the hard one because, you know, you only have so many property taxes and then you've got, you know, a full-time police off, you know, department, so sometimes you've got to, it's kind of hard to follow, you know, to support all that. But so far, the last year was a little concerning because you lost, you know, you spent $190,000 more than what you took in, but a lot of that's with the capital projects. And so I, then it doesn't hurt, I think, to have, you know, just to have, every, periodically have somebody look at your water and sewer, you know, rates to make sure you got a little cushion in there to help pay for some, see the water tower painted or some major improvements, you know, without having to bond. And I think our bonds are good. We don't have much debt, just the one, right? One geo bond? Yep. I remember, right? Yeah, so I think we're I think we're in good shape there. Just be you know just be conscious of when you budget your your general fund. It looks like the I was expecting with COVID that your road use taxes and you know the local option sales tax would go down. And they really haven't decreased as much as you know we thought they would. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, you might want to. Um, what I kind of try to tell some cities to do is when you know what you what you when you get your property taxes is you know how much money you have available and then if you wanted to uh, you know kind of look at each department like on a debt basis like if you look at the pool and you say here's the receipts we get from the swimming pool you know and then here's the expenses we spend and so here's my net so that's my net you know loss on the pool so that's how much my property taxes are supporting and so i kind of tell everybody you know kind of look through it how much your property taxes are supporting for like the you know, the pool versus the, you know, the police and, you know, the library just you can kind of see. And then hopefully you won't have a decrease in your valuation, you know, in the future. But otherwise, for your side, I think you're doing pretty well, you know, financially. Thank you. You're welcome. <coughs> you know, each year, you. this is Bill again, uh, you know, each year we talk about the separation of... Uh, you know, duties, and, you know, and, and it's always been addressed, the fact that, you know, we have a limited staff, and it's difficult to do that. 
Is there anything that we're overlooking that we should be doing, or is this just uh, kind of a necessary evil of, you know, the size that we are? Yeah. Um, there could be some stuff that possibly we could look at having everybody sign off on. You know, if someone does, a, especially when you got a new city clerk, they want to come next year, we can look at, like, if some, like J Jamie can sign off on Jamie's work, and Jamie, you know, vice versa, maybe the council can come in and, you know, sign a bank reconciliation. So it's, it's a the hard part is you don't want somebody that's reconciling the bank that does the payroll, you know, or payroll taxes. Because you know, that's part some of the stuff that's hard to get somebody to, you know, we have someone to, you know, do your bank rec. You know, unless you have someone that doesn't do anything else, you know, do the bank reconciliation. But we, yeah, but I can look at, we can look at little culture now that we got, you know, some retired, you know, uh, people that maybe we can rearrange the duties. But for the most part, it's normal for your size. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, anything else? I would move to accept the 2020 audit report. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. Yeah, you too. Good week. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. We have a second on that. I'll second it. And a motion is second to accept the 2019-20 audit report. Any questions or discussion? I was just going to point out, Bill, you asked about the separation of duties. And just talking to people, there, there is some stuff we can do, but it across the board. I've heard it from so many people that they mm -hmm. always get that on their audit report and they get other things too. Yeah, it's really common just from people I've talked to at conferences and stuff, but... But yeah, we could probably do some stuff on it. Okay. On the other hand, they're going to find something. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe <laughs> you just say, "All right, we'll give you the low-hanging fruit. We'll do this one." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're they're going to give some recommendation anyway. So oh yeah. Give them that. One. Yeah. It, yeah, that's it, a good thing to give. And there's a point too, you know, where, you know, you're doing things where it's redundant and it's, you know, time-consuming. So you know, the cost-benefit ratio. Is, the extra time and so on, but you know, is it the simple things right. that they are possible? Fine. And Jamie signing up, signing off on Jamie, that yeah, sounds good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, there you go. Nothing else, you can call for a vote. Uh, Mailer, yes, McGinty, yes, Brenny, yes, Bruning, yes, Perry, yes. Going to be the consideration of resolu resolution number 2021-18 entitled resolution modifying title and assigned duties of the currently assigned maintenance supervisor. I just have one question on this. Why is gas department not included? Water distribution, wastewater collection, stormwater collection, cemetery administration. <coughs> Why is gas not included? I guess my answer would be because they just do gas. That's it. Tom is over the water sewer collection system, the water distribution collections or distribution system, mm -hmm. the cemetery, streets, alleys, um, and all of public works. And his duties have expanded in the last few years since I've been here. They have expanded. So he doesn't yeah, have he anything to do with gas? He helps with gas was needed when Jason needs it. I know he's got his. I just think he's, he's going to work in gas. So he's he going to be the maintenance right. supervisor, then he should be the head of every department. I mean, if that's every department should be included in this resolution. 
proposing is Tom will be director of public this works. His title will change from yeah. public works to maintenance supervisor. Is there a certification needed to supervise the gas department? So um, well, see, he's not necessarily. I see. I, I understand where you're coming from, and but like Bryant supervises and is the superintendent over the wastewater uh, plant. Greg supervises over the wastewater or water plant. Uh, Jason's over the gas system. Um, so they're supervising those. And then uh, Tom is over the citywide collection systems and distribution systems. So then gas should be included in that he's over the citywide systems. I don't think, I mean, the problem there is when it's, Iowa Utility Board controls that, and he would have to go to the, the boot camp and get certified as a gas operator, as well as uh, have to be able to do the audits for annual. He doesn't have to do anything for water and sewer if he is over them? No. no. He doesn't have to do any training. But he's getting, a, he's, he's getting an incentive to, uh, um, which is offered to anyone, if they get their grade one or grade two. They get 50 cents increase per hour for each grade. So he is working on getting his grade one and two water distribution license. I guess I just feel that if we're going to have a resolution, then every department should be included in that resolution. I, I just, I, I see, I totally see where you're coming from. But I think the, the gas, the gas is a whole, it's like its own little thing. It's, there's a, so we're not governed. The only utility we're governed by the Iowa Utility Boards for is gas. Um, Iowa Utility Board does not have any control over our wastewater and water system. DNR does. So it's a it's just a it's a different ballgame with gas. And we actually I mean material. You know, if somebody is in charge of a particular department, say the gas, and they're not up to speed on what's going on, it could cause a disaster, and I don't want that to happen. I think gas should stay as gas, my opinion. Well, so well it's not like he's going to do it. Just be so, uh, as I read this, he's not in charge of the water plant or the sewer plant. It's only the collection systems for them. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Is part of this because a lot of the city workers, when we are doing new water, new sewer pipes, that kind of stuff, they're, they're the ones who are helping actually install some of them. Is that part of the reason for that? Yeah. So, uh, like John Phillips has his certification in uh, distribution. Uh, Keith's working on getting it. There's, you always have to have a certain number of people down at the water plant during the day on a grade three operation, so they're not always available to come out and do that stuff. They can help from time to time, but Tom's usually in charge of making sure that uh, water line breaks and all that kind of stuff gets taken care of. 
Yeah. And we don't have we don't have garbage utility in here either. I mean, I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying. Oh, I, yeah, I, we can add that in. I'm, oh, hopefully, the resolution. Yeah, that the garbage and recycling utilities we don't have in there either. Basically, it looks like you've got just the collection systems that. Um, Oh, basically, because I, I think where I was going at, because that's under a whereas, and uh, I was just trying to explain some of the expanded duties he's had. He's already in charge of. Here he has the other one. Yeah. He's just showing what he's adding, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's basically been in charge of the others. It's just he's not necessarily supposed to be, or he's never been assigned to that duty, and he doesn't necessarily have to. Getting back to the gas, if he were, if we were to add gas to this, it would increase the cost from what you'd explained earlier. If if he were to be included in on that, from the expense of the meetings and, and other, would there be other expenses too if he were to be included? So, I just if he if he ends up going into gas, he's want, he's going to want to get more certifications and then demand a higher wage even more. Okay. I, I, I mean, it's up to you guys, but um, it's, you know, there's already a gas superintendent and he doesn't have a plant, so he has to be over the distribution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see any additional expense and bureaucracy created. It's not necessary, so I can I can see your point uh, in, in excluding the gas. Anybody willing to make a vote or make a motion? I, I'll make the motion to pass uh, resolution number twenty twenty one dash eighteen, modifying the title and assigned duties of the currently assigned maintenance supervisor. I'll second that. And a motion and a second. No other discussion. Jamie, call for a vote. Bruning? No. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Rennie? Yes. We're going to see for the second reading of ordinance number 2021-311 entitled ordinance amending the city of Sac City zoning ordinance and the official zoning map. Have we had any comments on this? I haven't had any further comments. Um, I want to make a comment. Is this going to become a common process of spot zoning in this community? This, this is not spot zoning because it, it is contiguous. I know that changed from the beginning of this discussion. How, how, how much further south are we going to go on South 16th with this? I, don't for, I mean, we haven't changed the zoning law since it was passed. This is the one time in 10 years that there's been an amendment to the zoning, so I don't foresee it happening again. There'd have to be a good reason behind it. But those people 
I'm just really discouraged to see residential housing being put in a commercial zone. Well, it's it's R2 district, so that's multifamily housing. It's allowed, but if you expand your business opportunities in that area too, that's a main artery in the town, is my view. There's, there's a lot of other areas to expand housing. The, the zoning will not preclude housing. How far north is this change going? To Main Street? Yeah. It goes to Audubon? No one says yes, you say Audubon. Because Main Street's already zoned C2. Okay. So, so the, but we're, we're looking at continuous zone from Main Street down to Kids, Kids World? Yeah, just yeah. north of Kids World. Yeah. So it would be including the Brookridge Apartments, which are already, so it would be including that. Would it be including the vacant lot that is between Kids World and Brookridge Apartments, the area behind Brookridge Apartments, and then going up and connecting onto Audubon Street. So it is not a spot zone, so it connects to the C2 zone that already goes from Main Street to Audubon in that area. Okay, how about like uh, Marlene Lentz's house, the church, little church there, uh, the corner lot across the street from the apartments there where Webkers used to live. That whole block's changing to commercial? C2, which still allows for residential as well, that's commercial. My biggest concern is, is where we're looking at putting a, a retail establishment or a commercial business right there at Connections where kids are going to be walking, biking. We've got a daycare center right there. I think there's better places in town that we could do something like that. That's my personal feeling. You know, is if, you know, our school's going to enlarge there and it's going to be an elementary school starting next year or the year after. Just my personal feeling. Like I said, I, a retail establishment there scares me to death. You're going to come off of that North or South 16th Street. You're going to have to go into a dip. I don't foresee you guys or whoever is going to fill that up to street level. There's a, there's a lot of things that, that I feel needs to be considered other than just, hey, I want to put a business there. You know, it's no different than... Objections I made in the housing committee two months ago. I think we need a site plan. That's what I think we need to see there, too. You know, progress is, is a good thing. We need it. We need every dollar of taxes that we can get here in Sac City right now. But I think one thing that we have to look at is safety of kids, especially since our elementary building is going to grow. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate I appreciate your comments. I think there, I mean, there's a lot to be said. I think that there have been some site plan things talking. I know that even discussions that I was a part of with Lakeview and some things we're talking about, really wanting to try and improve the corridor between Lakeview and Sac City and the fact that there are commercial things that are happening going north of Lakeview and that this is becoming a corridor and a connector and nobody of course wants to endanger children's lives but I also think that I mean there are stoplights there, it's controlled intersections um, it's, as far as the residential properties I don't think the zoning is changing anything that is there um, 
I know this has been recommended by the Planning and Zoning Commission that has been reviewed. Um, I would move passage of the second reading of ordinance number 2021-211. sorry. I'll second it. Get a motion and a second. Any further discussion? If not, Jamie can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Gurney? Yes. Perry? Yes. Move on to D, the consideration of resolution number 2021 20 entitled a resolution approving certain fund transfers in the fiscal year 2020 21 budget. We need to uh, delay that until the next council meeting where there's some items that I, Jay, I need to go with Jamie over before we continue on that. I thought that that was going to take that off. I think there was two different things on there now that I think about it. Because she did. Oh, she took the one off. Yeah, she the, took the one off that one. So if we, we can. So we need to skip items D and E? Uh, e no, not E. E separate. Just E. So table D till the next meeting. Yeah, that's our year end transfers and with the new changeover and Sandy not being here, it, we just need some extra time to, to uh, make sure everything's straight. Table up till the next meeting. We'll get put on the next agenda. Move on to E, the consideration of resolution number 2021-21 entitled Resolution Approving the 2021 Fiscal Year Street Finance Report. And that's just the, uh, the blue document there, Iowa DOT. We just have to re report our road use tax dollar uh, uses to DOT once a year in September. Um, and it just shows that our, our uh, receipts in the road, what we brought in on road use tax dollars last year um, was 332250 and of that we spent the 326.073 and primarily we use that for snow removal um, wages for the road department uh, the street department um, and a few various items around town where we do road repairs and whatnot we did several to around town this past year uh, cleaning up potholes and uh, replacing some existing asphalt roads with concrete and all that stuff and redoing some intersections I'll make the motion to uh, approve the resolution 2020-2021 entitled Resolution Approving the 2021 Fiscal Year Street Finance Report. Second it. Yeah, motion is second to approve. Any other discussion? None. Jamie, you call for a vote. Yes. Yes. Harry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Bernie? Yes. We want to add the consideration of resolution number 2021-22 entitled resolution establishing utility occupation needs. And Tom asked me about this too before council, but it's this is something we do every year that uh, basically it's a what we charge uh, our prepared our utility fees. <laughs> our proprietary. Yeah. Proprietary. Um, since 06 it's a yeah, since 2006. We charge EC utilities a certain amount of funds and transfer that to the general for certain projects or whatever um, expenses we incur in general. That I think that 
And this is good. And years that they can't pay them, they haven't. Is that correct? Right. They can't. We don't charge it. We don't I guess, tack it on the following year? Mm -hmm. We don't tack it on? No. I guess recognizing that I think housing is a huge need in our community. And our gas fund, we have, it has built up. I don't, want, I don't want to deplete it. But I think it would be an investment in our future if we were to take Section 2 and, and add 20000 to that to be earmarked for use for housing incentives in the community. So I would move to amend Resolution 2021-22 as presented, changing Section 2 from 20000 to 20000 occupation fee and $20,000 occupation fee to be used for housing incentives. I would second that. Got a motion and a second. As read, any discussion on that? Questions? Okay, so you're you're asking the twenty thousand dollars to be for the gas utility to be used for housing? Actually, I'm asking, I'm, I'm keeping the same occupation fee that's there, right? And asking for an additional twenty thousand for out, housing incentives out of the gas company. Yes, towards housing options. How are our gas reserves? Is that something? Uh, that yeah, our end, our year end is actually was really nice. It's uh, I was gonna bring. I think when I started. In 17, we had somewhere around 17 to 20,000 in it, and we're up to, I think, 453,000. So we've done a nice job. Um, I agree with Bruce. I think that we could add that that additional 20, um, especially with, um, if, you know, if we do the housing incentive. I, I know our housing committee is discussing it, and it'll, there'll be some ideas that will come up to the next council meeting to use these funds for. Um, but... Uh, I think it's great to come out of, you know, if you're looking at where the fund would come from, out of gas, since the gas utility would be the more housing you build, the, the more gas revenues you collect. So, Does that leave the gas reserves adequate? Uh, I know that yeah. the utility board recommends a certain amount. I just want to make sure it's a, mm -hmm. within the... Yeah, so, I mean, we've been very fiscally responsible, I think, over the past few years on, on the gas. Okay. into things and we have built that fund back up so I think it leaves some I mean we actually did a lot we did better than I expected this year so I think that'd be fine and I think we'll continue building the fund even with that 20,000 used for housing incentives so my, I'm okay with it okay. That, what that's worth no, I think it's the right direction to go and the gas firm can afford it and it's only going to be used if needed, it's just so it's there. I guess, you know, if we're trying to incentivize housing and we're trying to do things like maybe provide a free lot to somebody or something, I, I think mean, we need to have a source for those. We need people. to have it in place, so if we, if we go that direction, we have an option. Nothing else? Jamie, call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Ronnie? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Now I will move passage of resolution number 2021-22 as amended. I'll second that. Got a motion and a second on that. <clears throat> Jamie, call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Bernie? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Now we'll move on to the committee and department head reports. Did we get paid for that? Mm -hmm. Did we get paid for that? No, we probably charged it for it. I don't say we get paid with it. Mm -hmm. 
I know Greg and I have been meeting a lot on the water pro, um, uh, water plant, getting some improvements done over there, and I think we're we'll probably call uh, we'll probably have a committee meeting with the, the public works or water group committee on council and go over some of our ideas, bring them to the council here fairly shortly. Um, we did get our first installment of the COVID relief funds, so they're in the general fund right now. How much was that? Uh, one hundred and fifty-four thousand, something like that. Okay, good. So, are we expecting what? One more? How many more? One. It'd be one more. Okay. For a total of, I think it was three hundred and eight thousand, something like that. Is that a year to use it? Four. Four years. But that's to be used for basically oh, utilities. I was just noticing the wastewater treatment plant issues and concerns. It's noted the new SCADA system, new roof and doors and bench. Are those of urgency or kind of? No, but we'll probably next spring or summer do the the roof on the uh, on the maintenance shed out there, okay. and uh, the SCADA system would part. We should be bidding the sewer project this winter. Sounds like everything's pretty close to go, uh, and that's part of the bid. It's the state system. Good. Any possibility of any COVID body going on with this or anything? Or? No. Okay. No, I just just hoping. No. The, I mean, that's already that that whole project's financed already. So okay. Uh, that COVID money is really probably needs to go to the water plant because it, it it's got. To, it, it's 25 years old and it needs to be updated. They just had a big part break, too. Yeah, we did. Expensive. Mm -hmm. What is the price? Mm -hmm. What is it? Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> it's yeah. getting to be about as bad as the police department. Yeah. Oh, God. Not I know. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even hear me, Dave. That didn't make it any fun. <laughs> motion. Oh, not motion to adjourn. We did go down today and pick up the. Tahoe will take it over to the outpatient, so you can at least call it a truck, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so it'll be, yeah, so about a couple more, two or three more weeks. Yeah. We'll have John will break the city council meeting. Are we hiring one or shifting it downstairs? Uh, it's going to be shifted to one of the apartments. How are we coming on our big old, just getting rid of our extra stuff? Uh, it's all sent to Jim Green, and he's working on on that and we'll get a date set. We get with the yeah, county and everybody to get some more stuff on there? Or what we yep, uh, solid waste is going to have some thing, items, uh, uh, the, the hospital's got something I think they're wanting to throw in, uh, and I'm not sure about the county road garage yet. At the time when Mike, or Tom, <coughs> Tom talked to Mike, he, he didn't know for sure what they didn't have anything on. See the form that approaches it there. All the shed down by the water plant. Okay. We're pouring approaches, so the new doors, they'll have all new doors on there with remotes and keypads. That'll be nice. That'll be much better. Actually, lock it up and make storage. Put doors on that last one. <laughs> I was just going to make the comment 
I, my original intentions were to go to the Iowa League of Cities uh, meeting. meeting in Coralville. Uh, something uh, things precluded me from making that, but uh, I always think that's an important meeting, a good chance to learn uh, and to make contacts and you know network with other uh, individuals that. You know, it's not just the things that are learned in the sessions, but the th things that are picked up after the session. And, uh, you know, since I wasn't able to make it, I'd perhaps like Bruce and, and Jamie to maybe share a few of their experiences, including Bruce. Bruce was one of the presenters, and he could outline, uh, you know, some of that, how that presentation went. Plus, you and Jamie uh, mentioned some, you know, some contacts that you've made, people that you've met with. Uh, I think those are, you know, so important to, when you visit with, let's say, John Davis, who I think you met. Uh, none of, or I, I haven't met him in person, but I think having that personal contact, you know, dealing with bonds and financing in the future, if you can put a face with him, or if he knows the two of you, I think that's uh, a real important thing. So I'll let you two folks just maybe briefly just go over. Could, could we maybe defer that to a next sure. meeting? Because I think that. Um, we're, we're supposedly having a meeting with some, uh, to discuss the future of the middle school here about six o'clock, and if we could do okay. that, that would be that's good. That, that sounds would, good. I would be happy to share it with you in a future meeting. That, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go for, go for a motion next year. Yeah, yeah. Motion to adjourn. All right. Yeah. Second. I do. <laughs> Moved and second to adjourn. Jamie, call for a vote. Perry. Yes. Mailer. Yes. McGinty. Oh yes. Rennie? Yes. Bernie? Yes. 